1: Ah, uh, yes, he is. Part of Rob Pratt Sunday, Doug Oster, DougOster.com. Let's begin, as we always do, by giving some lucky listener an opportunity to win a $25 gift certificate to Sorgles out in Wexford, if you're the 10th caller, at 412-922-1020. Doug's got a great guest coming up shortly. Lots of time, though, for you to jump on the line with a gardening question at 866-391-1020. That's 866-391-1020. Or Dollar Bank Instant Access, kdkradio.com. So much more to do, including Mrs. Oat, Know-It-All. So what you need to do is to get going and get on the phone lines at 866-391-1020, but I know Doug has a lot to get to, so let's welcome him back to the broadcast on Odyssey 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDK. Hey, Doug, good morning.
2: Good morning. Loving this weather, that's for sure. This is planting weather, and as Rob said, later on this morning, we're talking bulbs, bulbs, bulbs with Peggy Ann Montgomery from flowerabovebulbs.com. I can't wait, as we're going to also give away a mixture of 50 Passion Play tulips, This week, and then two more collections over the next two weeks, all from FlowerBulbs.com. And don't forget about my Doug's Free Seed Shacks. I've got five locations in western Pennsylvania filled with seeds, including one at Hahn Nursery. The list is at DougOster.com. And I'm always looking for seeds. If you have extra seeds, I could use them to fill up these boxes, especially in the spring. And would you happen to be one of my uh, fellow pawpaw growers? because Tree Pittsburgh needs pawpaw seeds. Uh, I gave them everything I had. Uh, if you do have pawpaws and you do have some seeds, they need to st- stay moist. Uh, they, are, they are treated differently than any other seeds in that they're, uh, instead of drying them out, we keep them moist until we plant them. And uh, Tree Pittsburgh does great stuff in our region. I, I got to visit them when I dropped off the seeds and. Uh, I think we'll be doing some other stuff with Three Pittsburgh. They've got some good stuff going on. Uh, Again, all that information is at DougOster.com. Mrs. Know-It-All will be on a little later to talk about this invasive spotted lanternfly. Uh, You know, we've talked about it a lot over the the season, but they found a ton of them uh, right downtown. And so uh, I'm interested to hear what she has to say about this. Uh, I I got an email from uh, Joe Ham, Joe Ham's Daffodil hortus, and not only does he have 90 different unique and in some cases rare daffodils for sale at his farm, he also has fall crocus, which have this year been really hard to find. Uh, I, I looked. Uh, I, I, he sent me some, and I've had some in my garden, and they're blooming right now, and they are amazing. And so people have been asking me, like, where do I get them? Where do I get them? And so I started looking online, and uh, I found one variety available from from Brent and Becky's bulbs, but I don't know if that's still there. But this is kind of cool. So you you actually go to his farm in Washington County. It's northern Washington County. Again, all this information is at dougoster.com. You've got to give them a call first uh, to, to make an appointment. But all the bulbs are matched up with pictures of what the flowers will look like. And I know it might seem, I don't know, weird and old-fashioned, but I'm weird and old-fashioned. <laughs> uh, to You know, figure out where this place is, drive down there, meet a couple cool people. Uh, Georgine is uh, Joe's daughter. I'm sorry, sister. And uh, they work together um, uh, on, on cataloging these bulbs, making sure everything is right. And m- many of the bulbs that, that Joe offers are no longer available in commercial cultivation. And so that's what's so cool about it. Uh, it'd be fun, you know. If, I hope just a couple people at least will will take a look at, at the website DougOster.com, and. Uh, get the phone number. Give them a call. If you do go down there, it's cash and check only. They don't. They don't have a facility to take cards. Uh, but it would be a fun little trip. And the, the their fall crocuses uh, are blooming, which is uh, I I just I can't tell you how good they look. I, I've I've got a picture of of my fall crocuses on the website and also on my uh, all my social media. But it's a very very cool place. Uh, I will be on Pittsburgh Today Live this week. I'm not sure which day, but uh, talking all about planting veggie seeds and planting some perennials. And this is the season. I tell you what, I was out and about looking around, and I found uh, some really nice clematis plants, which is a, a perennial vine, in like three-gallon pots for eight bucks a piece. Again, a lot of these perennials that have been sitting around for. You know, all summer, one of the reasons we shop at a good local nursery is they've been watered. They've been taken care of. But when they don't have the flowers on them anymore, they become cheaper. They're harder to sell, and therefore the price goes down. And, you know, in the case of specifically of clematis, uh, it usually takes a while to get those roots to establish. And then, you know, year after year, you get more and more blooms Well, in a three-gallon pot. You're going to have a pretty good established root system there. And I show on this uh, PTL video, and and if you don't get to see it while it runs on PTL, I'll put it on the website and and show you how I'm planting them. But it's no secret. You know, take a planting hole, add some compost, uh, make it a little bit bigger than the, the root ball, set it in there, water it, mulch it, and then it's on its own as far as I'm concerned especially for something as tough as a clematis. And I've got three different cool varieties, ones I didn't know about, uh, and I, I just love to see them when they bloom. Uh, most of them bloom in May, and some will rebloom, uh, which is cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm working on a project that I'm so excited about uh, with Farm to Table of Western Pennsylvania. It's a community garden in a development called Orchard Park in the city of Duquesne, And uh, I'm just kind of helping, you know, giving them some ideas. I helped move some compost and we did some planting uh, here. The fall planting was the thing that that I was so excited about because many, many of of these community gardens, you know, we had great, we had a great season, you know, tomatoes and peppers and cucumbers and beans and, uh, you know, all the summer crops we put in 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 May and they went nuts, you know, out in full sun, uh, you know, growing and raised beds in, in compost and they went crazy and usually they they'll shut down you know when the tomatoes are done uh what was amazing when i went to see the the garden the peppers were still there going nuts they had already cleared out the the most of the tomatoes and you could see what a great tomato year it was because there were sun gold tomatoes everywhere and uh, all sorts of other tomatoes but the peppers the hot peppers were still going strong and uh, I told uh, the guy who runs the garden, his first name is Seppi, S-E-P-P-I, and I said, man, you should just send a flyer out to the families and just of the community there and just say, hey, uh, hot peppers are here. I don't know what we were thinking, but we put in a ghost pepper, which is one of the hottest peppers in the world. And I said, you're going to have to put a warning on that one. But most of them are, are uh, the one I love. It's super chilly and then uh also a couple other different uh, hot peppers not quite as hot i mean enough to wake you up but not to <laughs> not to put you down uh and so it's been a wonderful project so we planted kale and spinach and uh Swiss chard and lettuce all the things that i'm i'm trying to uh convince you to plant <laughs> you know there's there's still even time to plant some seeds i i just planted some seeds of uh lettuce and something called corn salad uh which is just it loves cold weather it'll sprout and and it could freeze solid and it will actually reconstitute itself uh, so uh the the project at orchard, orchard park i posted some stuff on my social media about our our planting there and and that garden just like yours could is gonna go well into the winter, you know, especially with the we had a, a red Russian kale and a white kale, collards also, and uh I, I just know from seeing how those tomatoes and peppers and all those other plants did that these cool weather crops are gonna to, gonna to take off. And uh it's it's just exciting to be able to to be part of something where you're offering fresh produce to, to uh, families who, who have trouble getting to uh, or even finding a close grocery store. And it's it's one of the projects that I will continue to work on uh, building for Farm to Table Western Pennsylvania. We're looking for other places to put gardens in. So if you've got any ideas, again, go to DougOster.com and, and reach out that way. Uh, real quick, after the show, if you don't get through, if you don't get your question through here, I am always answering those qu- uh, your questions after the show also at DougOster.com. All right, Rob, you ready to take a break. Then we're going to talk to Peggy Ann about uh, bulbs. We can do
1: that, Doug. So folks, he and Peggy Ann will be back on the other side. Do do want to take time before we get to the break. Talking about our mental health, has the power to save lives. We witnessed that firsthand with Odyssey. I'm listening mental health special Carson Daly, Dr. Alfie and a cast of generous guests, including Billy Eilish, imagine dragons, Justin Bieber, Darius Rucker, and more shared wonderful insight and tips for coping. If you missed the special or want to hear it again, it's on the Odyssey app and odyssey.com. Now, please remember you are definitely not alone here. I'm listening now on the Odyssey app.
3: Odyssey is your new home for all the radio that matters to you. Download the Odyssey app today to listen to KDKA, powered by DuckDuckGo, Privacy Simplified.
1: Uh, yes, he is on this Sunday morning with a very special guest. So let's get back to Doug and his guest right now on KDK's organic gardener. Doug.
2: Very, very excited to welcome Peggy Ann Montgomery to the show. We have been friends for a long time. She is speaking for flowerbulbs.com today. Peggy. Peggy Ann, thank you so much for getting up so early and talking to us about bulbs.
4: <laughs> Thank you, Doug. I appreciate you having me on.
2: Tell me a little bit about what FlowerBulbs.com dot com is.
4: FlowerBulbs. dot com is a great resource for anybody that is interested in bulbs. Their really their goal is to really just inspire people and educate people. You can't buy bulbs there. It's just really about sharing the love and the knowledge of
2: bulbs. Well, I tell you, uh, that's the reason I love FlowerBulbs.com, because we're on the same page. Boy, I beg people to plant bulbs uh, this time of the year, and and we know it's not instant gratification. And I know you plant a lot of bulbs, but tell me a little bit about what you get out of planting your bulbs right now. You don't get to see flowers right away, but in the spring.
4: Exactly. And, you know, Doug, I think that's, <clears throat> something that people really need to um, learn and understand. I think it's almost be- beginning to be a little bit of a lost art. Um, you know, my husband is also a horticulturist, and we plant lots of bulbs. We must have thousands. And it's just so beautiful when the springtime comes. I think those first flowers are the most precious. And it just gives you hope that spring is coming and it's on its way and it's beautiful and it really helps those early pollinators too that are looking for um, you know, nectar and pollen very early in the season.
2: And an interesting thing, and Peggy Peggy Ann and I were talking uh this week, we both use the same tool to plant our bulbs and you know, th- there is this hand tool uh, <laughs> that is it makes planting bulbs so difficult. I always call it cruel and unusual punishment for gardeners. But yes. we both u- we both use this power planter bulb auger. Explain what that is, Peggy Ann, because oh, it makes bulb planting fun again.
4: <laughs> it really really does. So, power planter is um a bulb auger. It's a great company. They're made in the USA. And it's an auger that you put onto your um, cordless drill. And they come in different sizes. So if we're planting a lot, we use the very tall one. And maybe I'll do the drilling and Dan will put in the bulbs. But if I'm working alone, I use a much shorter one so that I'm drilling and planting at the same time. Um, But it really makes bulb planting a lot faster and a lot more fun.
2: You know, real quick, I want to tell you a story about Power Planter where – they sent out, you know, like three power planter augers to me. This was a few years ago. And I gave one to a uh, a new gardener, one to an intermediate gardener, and I took one. And I'm telling you what, this thing is, I've used augers for 30 years, but this thing is, is, it's just built to last. This is a tool you're going to pass down to the next generation. And everybody that I gave it to just loved it. Tell me a little bit of, about some of the things that you love to plant this time of the year when it comes to bulbs.
4: Oh, well, I can never get enough. Um, I've never met a bulb I didn't like. Um, But I plant a lot for naturalizing because it's sort of a plant once, and every year they come back better and better. So bulbs for naturalizing are many of the smaller bulbs like um, crocus and snowdrops and grape hyacinths and things like that. So you could plant those under, say, deciduous trees and shrubs where they're going to come up in the spring, you know, before the leaves come out, so they'll still get plenty of sun. And those bulbs multiply, and they multiply fast. So do many daffodils. And so every year that show just gets better and better, and you only have to plant once, and you're
2: done. You know, that's an interesting point that you bring up about the smaller bulbs. You know, when you're planting a daffodil or a tulip, uh, you you need to go three times as deep as the bulb itself. But with some of these smaller bulbs, yes, you go three times deeper. But – they're so easy to plant. And if you would, just talk briefly about the joy of snowdrops because snowdrops I, I just I think everybody in the world should have snowdrops because even in our climate, zone five six, I've had them when the when the stars align actually blooming on January 15th.
4: Yeah, absolutely. We're in the mid-Atlantic and so you know the same. They start very, very early. Um snowdrops are just precious. They, um, there's also quite a few varieties of them. I, I bet, actually, my husband and I kind of collect them. We must have um, 15 different kinds. But any ones you get, you know, use that bulb auger, you know, put three or four little bulbs in a hole, and then they multiply so quickly you won't believe it. And um, so we're really kind of diligent about when they're kind of finished flowering, to um, lift and divide those patches of snowdrops and plant them again. And so, um, you know, you can have, you know, it just looks like it snowed white on some of the hills. We have so many of them.
2: All right, Peggy, and I appreciate your time this morning and uh, your passion for planting bulbs like mine. Everybody, please plant bulbs, but we have a great giveaway courtesy of FlowerBulbs.com, and this is just the first week. We've got two more weeks we're we're going to give them away. If you would like to try and win a mixture of 50 Passion Play tulips, and you can look at the picture at DougOster.com, go to DougOster.com, click the contact button, and just write the word bulbs or flower bulbs, or I want to plant bulbs, and you'll be entered in the contest. I'll do a random drawing on Tuesday. And hopefully you'll win these tulips and you will just absolutely love them. All right, Rob, how are we doing on time there, bud?
1: Right on time. Perfect, Doug. We're going to break. Thanks to Peggy. Good stuff. DougOster.com to follow up with what Mr. Oster had to say. News next and then right back to your call. All right, he is on the radio, DougOster.com. And again, we have some lines available. So if you want to call and get a question into Doug, you should call right now at 866-391-1020. Mrs. Know-it-all will wrap up his uh, Sunday edition for this week in that final uh, segment, which is about 10 minutes away. So you have a chance to get your questions answered right now at 866-391-1020. And if you're the 10th caller, you get a chance to win a $25 gift certificate right now to Janoski's in Clinton, Pennsylvania, 412 922-1020. Nine two two ten twenty. So why don't you talk a little bit about ball planning while we have an opportunity and await a couple of callers, a couple of callers today, Doug? Go ahead.
2: Well, be- before I do, I thought uh, I thought about Janoski's and I thought about you, and I think the next time you go out there, it would be really cool to see a video of you trying to get through that corn maze, <laughs> like you like you shoot it from your point of view, going left and right. And I think mazes, especially corn mazes, are the coolest thing. And you're always out there making videos. You know, I saw you I had one the other day talking to Stephen, and I just want to see you get through that corn maze.
1: And I can see it now. It's 2025. Welcome to the Organic Gardener. <laughs> and if anybody has seen Rob Pratt, last seen at the corn maze at Janoski's, please call us here at the station.
2: <laughs> and I want to tell you one more thing. Okay. I, did a, uh, I took my students from uh, Pitt to the Pittsburgh Botanic Garden <laughs> And this happens to me all the time, and I just I started thinking about it. Somebody came up to me, and even with a mask on, they said, oh, I listen to you every Sunday morning, and then they say, with Rob Pratt. And they always have this, like, infectious smile on their face because they just know what a character you are. And uh, that's kind of the fun thing about every time I meet somebody, yes, I get the, oh, I I, I listen to you every Sunday, and then it's with Rob Pratt, and they just, smile ear to ear.
1: You know, I need to get you to my little palatial estate in Manaka. I'd like to put a little <laughs> a life around the perimeter of the yard. You know, looking at it now and kind of cleaning up the malts and getting ready to shut it down and doing some weeding and pruning and things of that nature. Man, what would be a quick way just to put some flowerly life as far as those bright bold, beautiful colors come, you know, April and May of next year? What should I be putting in the ground right now? Just give me that bouquet, you know?
2: Well, I'm telling you what, one of the easiest, we'll start with bulbs. Um, One of the easiest bulbs is daffodils, as Peggy Ann was talking about, you know. Uh, There are many, many different divisions of daffodils. It doesn't have to all be yellow trumpets. Nothing wrong with yellow trumpets. I got hundreds and hundreds of yellow trumpets, but there's all these other kind of cool ones. And the thing about daffodils, Rob, is you get early season, a mid-season, and late-season variety, and so the the bloom times – are really long you could even just buy a, a a a mix that would have those in there you know like yeah, i don't know 50 bulbs and just with your power plant or auger and just plant them away but what you could do right now to to get a little bit of color as it's getting colder and this is something i'm always telling gardeners about is is pansies uh pansies are available at all our local nurseries right now and pansies planted now Will go at least at least till Christmas, and so you extend this uh, this color scheme in your in your garden. And I love pansies. I love to put pansies in containers, and then I match it up with uh, with flowering kale. And so, well, you know, when we talk about containers, we always use this thriller in the middle, the big thing, a filler on the side, and then a spiller. It doesn't. You don't have to do all three, but I always like to have some kind of thriller in the middle. And I use there's a, a you can do any flowering kale, but there's one that, that that I talk about a lot. It's called red boar, and it grows real tall like a tree, and eventually it would be like a four-foot tall tree in the middle of a container, and it's purple, dark purple. You put, like, yellow pansies or any color pansies around the edges, and they'll kind of spill over. Or, you know, it, sometimes I, I've been experimenting a lot with perennials in containers, and so I've got this creeping jenny growing out the sides of these containers. Never let that stuff escape. It is invasive, so it can only be planted in a container and never let it touch the ground. But that's the spiller. I could put pansies on the edge, and then when Frost comes and takes the original thriller that's been there all summer, I can stick in that red boar kale. And I saw some at Han Nursery, and you could see see them around. It was originally, this kale was originally bred as a food crop, but it is so beautiful and grows so much differently than a regular uh, flowering kale. Flowering kale is usually kind of a, a bushy, of uh, a beautiful colors, and the colder it gets, the the better the color gets usually on flowering kale. But the red boar is so tough that mm-hmm. in many cases, and of course we've had mild winters, but in many cases, uh, uh, it will winter over uh, on, on its own. And when it does winter over, this is awesome. So it, it starts to put on these yellow flowers, and uh, it's just absolutely wonderful
1: all right listen you got a lot of phone calls so to summarize it's the thriller that will overcome the chiller (laughs) you got it all right let's go they got lots of calls here let's see if we can go through these as quickly as possible don't want to leave anybody hanging Here's sue castle Shannon hey sue how are you good morning
2: hi good
4: Uh, quick question Um, is there any type of jasmine that I can plant outside that will survive in our zone
2: there is, but it's not like your typical, you know, white flower, dark green foliage. And I'm, I'm, I'm not really that familiar with it, but I've seen it. I'm going to have to ask Mrs. Know-It-All exactly what it's called. But I've seen it at Chatham University, and they call it some kind of winter jasmine.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, it, does, it,
2: it doesn't look the same, and it, I don't think it smells the same as as the jasmine we're thinking of, the the tender one. So let me, uh, you know, Mrs. Know-It-All comes on in just a few minutes. We'll ask her exactly what it is. And as I remember, it's kind of yellow flowers, uh, but it uses a white, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank jasmine.
4: you. I'll wait to hear what she has to say.
2: All right. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Let's keep it going. Next stop, Poland, Ohio. Here's Peggy for Doug Oster on KDK. Hi, Peggy.
4: Uh, hi. Um, I have a mom plant that for the second year, it's not flowering. Is it too late to put fertilizer on it?
2: No, you're okay to go. And Poland, Ohio, that's my old stomping grounds when I worked for the Vindicator. So I spent lots of time oh. a lot of times in Poland. It's nice down there. Uh, yeah, I would, I would give them a little bit of boost. And, and look for something that's specifically targeting um, the plant for flowering it, or the, I'm sorry, particularly formulated to make things flower. And there's one that's easy to find, and it's called Flower Tone. So the word flower and then tone, it's one word. It's from a company called Espoma. It's organic. And, it, again, it's formulated to make those, uh, in your case, mums, uh, f- flower. And it, w- what's happening here with your mums, first off, great that it's coming back year after year, but it's not getting what it needs. And so even if you don't get blooms this year, start those, that fertilization Next spring, also, and then I bet you they'll be loaded with buds. All right, Rob, let's see if we can get, squeeze one more in.
1: Yeah, let's squeeze one more. Renee, Southside up next. KDK, Doug Oster. Hi, Renee.
2: Oh, hi there. Hi, Doug. I have a question about
4: harvesting the tomato seeds out of the tomato. I've just had difficulty; they stick to the paper towel, or they don't dry out enough. And
2: right, uh, what I use. So here's real quick how I do my tomatoes. Uh, first off, you need to know whether it's a hybrid variety or open-pollinated. Uh, that's easy to find. It's on the tag. Uh, and as long as it's open-pollinated, it will be the same thing next year. We take a tomato off. We cut it out open. We squeeze the seeds into a little bit of water, uh, leave it in there for about three days, stir once a day. This is a fermentation process to take that gelatinous coating off. But then what I dry them on is uh, a kind of a thick, white, coffee filter they don't stick like they do to a paper towel and that's the best way to dry them out on that coffee filter and then in an envelope in a glass jar that's closed with some silica gel in there you know get a little packet of silica gel you know when you buy something you get them save it and throw it in there all right rob i think we got to them huh
1: yeah we did we're going to have marlene if we can get her in before the top of the hour but we got to get to a break you know what let's see if we can do this real quick i don't want to make you wait marlene you got about a minute go ahead please
5: Okay, real quick, real quick. Okay. I mulched my garden, like you said, with the straw. Okay? Okay. 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 Uh,
4: and weeds are coming up, no big deal. Do I till that or burn it off? Because I don't see how I'm going to get the tiller through that straw.
2: Yeah, if, you, if you're tilling, all I would do is I would rake it off, till, and then reapply it, uh, you know, mulch is always a positive, and it's going to keep that good soil there, uh, and you can plant right through it. Uh, You know, after that tilling, it's just great to have a little bit of a, a, a carpet on top of there just to keep the soil evenly moist, and it will also actually keep weeds down. I know you're getting a few weeds sprouting up out of that straw, but it's no big deal, like you said. That's the way I do it. Thanks very much for your call. We did it, Rob. We did
1: We did it. Great job. We'll take a break. Thanks, Marlene, for the call. Let's come back on the other side talk to Mrs. Know-It-All next. It's that time, Doug.
2: Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturist Denise Schreiber. Before we get going on the spotted lanternfly, can you school me a little bit on winter jasmine? I just had it in the back of my old brain seeing it at Chatham. What? What is it? Well, I'm
5: glad you admitted it was your old brain. Um... It is a jasmine. It's uh, Jasminium nudiflorum. It is kind of hardy here. You know, we're really at the edge of its hardiness. Zone. Okay. It, it blooms really at the end of winter, you know, kind of around the time the Lenten hellebores bloom. Mm-hmm. It has no scent. So if the caller was looking for the jasmine scent, you're not going to get it with this one. And it's yellow, too. So, yeah. yeah, and it's big. That's what,
2: I remem- that's what I remember. So with the spotted lanternfly, I saw that they found a bunch of them downtown. Have you seen them? I have not seen them yet, but I know they're around.
5: I, have, I haven't seen them here. I know they're in the South Hills. I know they're downtown. They're in Swissville. They're in Highland Park. Assume that they are everywhere. I, um, a friend of mine works downtown, and she said she stomps on them when she goes out at lunchtime.
2: But and that's what we need to do, right? If you,
5: What do you do absolutely when you stomp? Okay. Yeah. yeah. We got to kill them. You know, you know, they might look pretty. There's really, um, birds won't eat them because they have a protective coloring on them, which tells birds oh. that they're poisonous, which they aren't. But, you know, birds brains are different than ours. So they're oh. really not going to eat them. So we have to be really vigilant about killing them. You know, it's, And right now they're laying their eggs. And that's really important to check your outdoor furniture, your cars. um, If you have a wood pile, they are not particular about where they lay their eggs. They'll lay them on trees, but that's, you know, it's just like a grayish beige smear. Is the best way to describe it. You need to scrape it off into a plastic bag. You need to call the Department of Agriculture, which you have their information on your website, and let them know where you live and you know where you found them. It, it's so awful. There aren't. I, I'm seeing homemade remedies. It's just like the mixture of Dawn dish soap mm. and vinegar and all that crap don't use it. Kill them. Smash them. Don't spray There are hundreds of them. You won't be able to even spray them all, but you will scare them away because you can't get them all. It, it, uh. It's an awful thing. There's a tape you can buy. Uh, you can go on Amazon because I haven't seen it locally yet. That You can put around your trees and shrubs that will trap them.
2: As they're climbing on the tree, they'll get stuck on it?
5: Right. The nymphs will get stuck on it. I've seen them. Uh, uh, these Tapes work really well. I've seen them out in eastern Pennsylvania. There's um, uh, chemical injections to protect your high value trees. I know you want to be organic, but sometimes you know if this if you don't want to lose an, an old oak tree, you know heaven forbid or a sugar maple. They like seven species of trees and shrubs and vines. By the way, if you grow hops, they like hops. So if you're a beer drinker, or if you grow grapes for wine, they are favored species for the spotted lanternfly to attack. So all it's, right. it's no at it all.
2: Thank you very, thank you very much. That's uh, bad news, but look for those spotted lanternflies. Kill them. I'm answering questions after the show at DougOster.com, and that's where you can also uh, try for our bulb giveaway. Fifty. Passion play mixed tulips. All you got to do is go to DougOster.com, click on the contact button, and and say bulbs or I want to grow bulbs, and we'll enter you. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow.
1: All right, Doug, thanks. Stay tuned. News at 8, then Octoberfest. Tom Boyle joining.